We'd like to thank BetChrisCanada.net for their support of the Hockey Betting Podcast. I'm Brian Blessing in sunny Las Vegas. And I'm Cam Stewart in cold Toronto, Canada. If you love hockey and you're in Canada, and Cam is, by the All-Star break, even if you can't stop thinking about taking a vacation someplace sunny and warm, but you don't want to miss out on any of the hockey action, Look for a Bet Chris near your next holiday destination. Bet Chris is one of the leading sports books in the Western Hemisphere with hundreds of sports betting locations throughout the Caribbean and Latin America. Watch the game at a Bet Chris location. Food and drink specials and VIP lounges are available at many Bet Chris locations. Use the promo code PODCAST when you open your Bet Chris account. Place some bets on your game and collect your cash at the window when the game is over. Bet Chris offers single bets, parlay bets, teasers, and more on pregame and live odds for hockey and all your favorite Canadian and American sports leagues. And Bet Chris offers a variety of team and player props, including futures. Bet Chris offers the best value odds on Canadian and international sports. Use the promo code PODCAST when you open up your account at a Bet Chris location. Deposit $750 or more and get up to a 40% reduced commission on your sports bets, up to minus 106 on single bets and parlay bets. That's the best juice in the biz. So, if you're planning a trip to exotic locations from the Caribbean and Mexico to Peru and almost everywhere in between, the odds are very good. There's a Bet Chris Sportsbook where you're going on holiday. For more information about visiting a Bet Chris location while you're on holiday or to listen to or subscribe to the Hockey Betting Podcast, visit BetChrisCanada.net. That's BetChrisCanada.net. Cam, you're Canadian. When you leave Canada and you're heading south, Use the promo code PODCAST. You're listening to the Hockey Betting Podcast, presented by BetChrisCanada.net. This is the Hockey Betting Preview for Monday, July 8th, 2019. And now, live from Las Vegas... The host of the Hockey Betting Podcast, Brian Blessing. All right, we're talking hockey and we're talking a preview of the Western Conference in the National Hockey League. As always, our hockey guru slash giggle fest host, Cam Stewart's with us. I love this conference, Cam. If you can say the East is top heavy, I think you can make a case for five, six teams in the West, and many of them got better. And when the trade deadline gets here, uh, it is a true battle of attrition in the West. You said it. I think you can make even a case for maybe eight teams. So if you're really looking at it realistically, like there's a lot of good, good hockey teams other than like three or four teams. Yeah, you know, you could actually make a case for a lot of these super, super underdogs doing some damage. And a lot of teams did some really cool things in the offseason. Brian, the Western Conference, you're right. Hey, if you're in the East, don't be a stooge. Stay up late and watch good hockey in the West. The Golden Knights are... 7-2 to two to win the West, and a projected point total in Vegas has already been put up on them, 101.5 points. I will tell you this, Cam. Uh, this team is loaded. They are built to win now. If you say you have a two-, three-year window with Marc-Andre Fleury, Mark Stone, a full season here. But I will tell you, at the time of this recording, one of the most polarizing guys – Around the league is Nikita Gusev, and I know teams are lining up for the opportunity to give up assets to pay this kid 
and take a shot with him, hoping he's the next Panarin. And George McPhee is drawing a line in the sand here. It's not the kid's fault that Vegas is up against the cap. I think something big could happen. They could move a Holden and an Eakin or a Reeves. But I'm telling you, the simplistic fix, dollar for dollar, if they could get someone to take Max Pacioretty's contract or even a Stastny, then you plug this Gusev kid in. How do you think he translates massive numbers in the KHL, Olympics, the World Championships? He's been a stud everywhere he goes. People want to shoot holes in him that he's never been here yet. There are a lot of teams willing to give up a lot of assets to find out. Yeah, there's a lot of teams that need scoring, Brian. And if I'm looking across uh, the National Hockey League, I know we're talking about the West, but a perfect fit would be a team like the New York Islanders. They definitely need scoring. They're close. They're better defensively. But I think Gusev's going to be fine. It's about a lot of the times with the Russian players, it's motivation. And I'll tell you, going to Vegas is a great place to play hockey. I really loved what they did with Mark Stone when he came there. The guy's a beast. He showed up in the playoffs, too. And let's call it out for what it was. The Vegas Golden Knights got home. It was some of the worst refereeing we've ever seen, and uh, San Jose got by in that series. This team is amazing. I can't believe it. From their inaugural season to last year, McPhee and the gang, they're doing a great, great job, and I think he's going to be absolutely fine. It's a great atmosphere to play. I know the fans are behind them, and they're not jaded like a lot of other hockey fans are still excited about the team and the product. That's the thing. Vegas successful out of the gate, and the fans understand that this doesn't happen every day. You don't get a team that goes to the finals as an expansion team, and they're just doing a great job there, Brian. I love Vegas. I don't really love the number, but yeah, they're on my hand. I'd say they're definitely going to be one of the Stanley Cup favorites, and you could never, never count out the Vegas Golden Knights, and I'm with you. I think they're going to be very motivated after a heartbreaking loss to San Jose. They're going to be pissed this year. It's spilt milk, and believe me, but it's fact, and I truly believe this. They did get hosed in that San Jose series. It's now, now, listen, they, yeah. they should have killed the penalty. I mean, there's, yeah. but, but, the, but the bottom line is, and he had a 3-1 lead in that series. The crazy thing is, I thought the Blues were awesome, and we'll always remember them as the Stanley Cup champions. But think of this. Vegas gets by San Jose, and Stone was on the road to being a Conn Smythe winner the yeah, way he was, he was playing. And think of this. Nikita Gusev was about to jump into the lineup in the second round. Vegas could have gone on a dead run. No, you're right. I remember when I was down in Vegas visiting you, that uh, Gusev story broke when we were doing the show. That would have been amazing for them. They, they would have happened. You're right, Brian. You, you can't just say one incident, but it was still ridiculous what happened to the Golden Knights. And I'll tell you, they're not satisfied with going to the Stanley Cup final, losing to Washington and getting knocked out by San Jose, a team that, uh, you know, should have gone deep, but they just ran into a buzzsaw, which was the St. Louis Blues. I think the Golden Knights are a play-on team. You're only getting, like, what, uh, plus three, between plus 350 and maybe four tops offshore. They're a very, very good team. And, yeah, if you're going to load up on Western Conference futures, the Vegas Golden Knights have to be one of the top teams considered. You have to be willing to look into the future, draw a line through the past, Cam. We know that. If you're going to be successful betting in sports, I would say this, and everybody's like, Vegas, and only in their second year in the league, well, who's their rival? Well, okay, they got a rival today. It's the Sharks because something – it's not a manufactured thing. Something has to happen on the ice that makes that your rival. I will say this. I think the team in the next five years, the way they're both built and the way the abs are trending, I think it's Vegas and the Avs could be 
button heads here for the next five years. Look out for Colorado at five to one. Maybe a little low to win the conference, but boy, a team trending the right way. I agree. Uh, and you look at the move with Tyson Berry. They lose Kerfoot. I, I wasn't happy with that. I thought Kerfoot was good, but you pick up Nazem Kadri, a perfect type of fit for Colorado to give them edge and scoring. He'll be happy with a new move too. being outside of Toronto. You get to start fresh. I think the Avalanche should be in the six to seven range. I think five's a little bit low, but you love what they're doing. Nathan McKinnon is one of the best players in the league, if not the. I know people talk about McDavid, but what McKinnon did for in the playoffs for Colorado, it's absolutely the, guy, the kid's on fire. you got to give him a little bit of help, though. I'm with you, Brian. I think Vegas and Colorado are the cream of the crop in the Western Conference. I just don't like uh, the number with the Colorado Avalanche, but I expect them to go deeper and farther. Wouldn't be surprised if they met Vegas in the Western Conference final, actually. I love the Colorado Avalanche. Everything they're doing, if they get any type of help for, uh, <laughs> for, for McKinnon, watch out, because the Avalanche are a damn dangerous team. There are two things that are question marks. Uh, I think the kid's going to have a great career. It it may be a mistake to just crown him and coronate him as the next best thing. But what the Cal McCart kid did, jumping into the playoffs, it freed them up to move Barry, who was not going to resign there. So this kid could have a great year. But you're basically saying all in with Grubauer as your goalie now. Yeah, Grubauer's good, too. And and the thing is, we've seen Grubauer really caught fire. He had a great season and playoff. Can it continue? We've also seen Philip Grubauer with the Washington Capitals play some very, very loose hockey. So I'm with you. You could look at Grubauer and say maybe he's the guy that figured it out, but major, major question marks there with him. And I still think they need some secondary scoring, too. So Colorado's a team that I like a lot, but at that price, I'm just simply going to have to pass. All right, three teams on the board at 8-1 to one with San Jose, the Blues, and the Stars. I'll just go very quickly and say Blues, Stanley Cup hangover, yep. Sharks, yep. drinking Metamucil out of the Gatorade bottle, Yep, and the Stars with Ben Bishop, and now you throw some name players and a guy like Pavelski in there. Dallas is pretty intriguing. I like Dallas a lot, Brian. They were good to me all season long. I had futures on them. It's funny, them and the Blues were the teams that I rode, and the Blues ended up being the winner. But Dallas was, remember, let's, they could have finished these guys off in six, and they didn't. I love the addition of Joe Pavelski, longtime Shark. Then you have other guys on their team, too. you got Sagan, Radulov, uh, great young defenseman. Heisken is one of the best in the league. I love the Dallas Stars, and I'm seeing plus eight, 59 to one. Out of all those teams, yes, San Jose, Hey, what do we call these guys? The geriatric guppies? I, I, they're not. They're not sharks anymore. This is a team that's definitely going to be on the way down. They're okay. Some of the young talent I like, but they're too old. And uh, you, you talk about it. Out of those teams, I really, really like the Dallas Stars a lot. I think they're dangerous. And I, 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 if I was going to put money on a team, Dallas is one. But, Brian, I think another team uh, that's going to be pretty angry, I know you'll get into it, the Nashville Predators might have something to say. Very disappointing, but they've made some moves. Watch out for these guys as well. I'm with you. They were my pick last year, and it just didn't mesh. But you bring Duchesne in there. Yep. There are two, two teams at 10 to 1. I'll let you have at it with both of them. Uh, Flames, great season. Uh, another, they may be, I think they're better than the Carolina Hurricanes, but they I would, they would be the Hurricanes in the West to me. I don't know that they have that kind of year again. Uh, I love Kachuk. But the Predators, you throw Duchesne in that lineup. And I will tell you, Cam, at 10 to 1, it may be unfair 
but I think it's addition by subtraction with Subban out of there. I I couldn't agree with you more. I like PK Subban, but let's call it out for what it is. He's a guy that likes to have fun in life. Also, um, him an offensive guy. When you watch the series versus the Dallas Stars, his pinching cost them a lot of goals. He put them in bad positions and you need to play a defensive brand of hockey, not just score goals in the playoffs. I like P.K. Subban. Don't get me wrong. Good guy. Great hockey player offensively, but it is addition by subtraction. You throw in Duchesne, he'll be perfect there. What was Nashville lacking? Goal scoring. They have some of the best, deepest, deepest team with the, their defense is phenomenal brian also the goaltender pecorine up and down but with that defensive core you know i like the backup there that's the thing about nashville i look at it even if you're looking for weaknesses guys that they have plugged in i love i think the nashville predators probably are the best yeah them and dallas i, I love them both brian i think i think the nashville predators have a real nice comeback season and they're going to be angry losing to the dallas stars i like taking those teams that had high hopes that were disappointed in a comeback form. For outstanding information and special offerings and promotions, we invite you and encourage you to sign up for our newsletter today simply by going to the website betchriscanada.net. We know new teams make the playoffs, three or four of them every year. And I will say this, there's no way I'd play him to win the East, but I've been stating this and I believe this. I think the Arizona Coyotes are going to make the playoffs. I think uh, I like the goaltending with Ranta and Kemper. You bring Kessel over there, and I think Rick Tockett is a terrific coach. And they were this young team in total rebuild mold. Uh, they finished the season pretty strong, Cammy. Uh, this is a team is not going to be an easy out on any given night. I, I think Arizona's going the right way. I agree. And another thing is, let's remember something with Arizona, Brian. Me and you could have played for that team. They had half of their roster injured. They called up guys from every single league that they had, affiliates, to put on jerseys for the team, and they were still finding ways to win games. Also, when you're a visiting team in that building, it's the type of place to lull you to sleep. Uh, teams don't get up for playing the Coyotes. They have a huge home ice advantage. A dog a lot of the time. I'm with you. I love talking. Kessel will be fired up because he actually has a coach he'll listen to. Maybe he'll lay off the street meet. You know, I know, I know he likes to eat hot dogs and, and, and have a few cold ones, Brian. That's right up my alley, but he'll be good with the young teams there, uh, with the young players. I think Kessel will be motivated, and he's a great goal scorer and sniper. I'm with you. I see the Coyotes at like 20, 22. Major value for these guys. I agree with you. I think they're going to be the last team to squeak into the playoffs, and you don't want to deal with this. An organization that was left for dead, now they're, they look very, very – the future's bright for Arizona. I'm with you. And I think another team that could make the playoffs, again, I don't know that I could make that leap of faith uh, about how deep a run they'll make. I like what the Blackhawks have done in the offseason. You've got Kane and Taves, but you bring Shaw back and the young kid to bring it. Uh, the moves, because they're saddled on the blue line with aging guys in Seabrook and Duncan Keith, but you bring DeHaan in, you bring Ali Mata in, and I really, one thing to watch, you can't have $11 million worth of goaltenders. I like the Robin Leonard signing, one year, $5 million, and again, fair or unfair, but completely understandable with the off-ice issues that Leonard had, and it's a great story the way he bounced back. I can understand why a team wouldn't saddle up and give him a four-year deal I want to see it for a second year, and then hopefully the guy gets a payday. But I think that one-year signing by Leonard is going to reap rewards for them. 
It's brilliant. And the, the Blackhawks, what was their problem? Goal scoring is not a problem. You said it. Old, slow defensemen. Guys that were fantastic for their team and Team Canada. Hey, after a while, when you play hockey, it's a rough game. You're not going to have a, you know, a, 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 these guys have had great lengthy careers. But Seabrook, Keith, it's a problem. I like what you said. You bring in the younger guys. They get a little bit quicker. I love Alex Dabrinkit, too. I think he's a very, very underrated sniper. They have a lot of things to look forward to in Chicago. I'm seeing 18 to ones out there offshore, maybe even 20 if you shop around. I think that's a very nice price for a team that is really, really close. Excellent point you bring up with Leonard, too. He was a stud with the New York Islanders. Now with the Blackhawks, steal some games. They've had injury problems with their goaltenders all the time. Delia, they had to call up. They were three, four goaltenders deep some times Crawford's heard all the time great move by the Chicago Blackhawks they're closer than people think the Canucks in Vancouver they're 25 to 1 yeah getting better getting better getting, getting better better and the Pedersen kid is electric but his frame staying healthy is always a question mark the buy and they bring Tyler Myers in, but Cam, the problem is where does secondary scoring come from? Yeah, I like Bo Horvat and a lot of those guys too, Brian, but they're still not there. Um, the Vancouver Canucks, yeah, they're going to battle. They're going to win some games, but when you look at the other strength in the Western Conference, they're not there yet. Um, you know, I, I, even, I even look at them. They have the same price on my book as Arizona. I think Arizona's a better team than Vancouver. Uh, yeah, we'll play them individually. I, I'm with you. With Pedersen, he's got to put on some weight too. We talk about Hughes. Pedersen's in the same uh, type of situation. He's got to get a little bit stronger. He looks too skinny. Um, there's guys on Vancouver that I like. I think the goaltending is a major issue. Uh, Tyler Myers, totally overpaid for him, Brian. You know from his days in Buffalo. I'm not really down with that sign. I think it was a panic move, and I know Vancouver needed to do something, but I don't think that's a good use of their money. Um, I, I, I watch him. He's nice and all, but mm, not, not really. I don't really like I like some of the things the Canucks are doing on the offensive side of the puck, but defensively, I still think they're very, very far away. So, no thank you. The Edmonton Oilers at 30-1. to 1. You got the best player in the world, and Dreisaitl had an incredible year. But after that, buddy, you tell me. I mean, this poor kid, he's buried up there. It's tough. It's tough for Connor McDavid. You said it. Uh, it doesn't matter what the Oilers' number is. Uh, they have a couple guys on their team that could score. Nobody else steps up. They have bad contracts on their team, too. I know Holland's going to have to work on that. It's, it's going to be a process. It's not going to happen overnight for Edmonton. Really not down with their goaltending. Uh, Cam Talbot was horrible. They got rid of him. They made a sw swap with the Calgary Flames, too. So Mike Smith goes to Edmonton. Talbot goes to Calgary. Whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah it's just it's, 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 a, it's a gong show all over the board the Oilers will score some goals defensively they're a train wreck still I like the stability within the organization but pass just because McDavid's on the team sure he'll be heroic some games he carries the team on his back but there's too many strong teams in the west and then it's hard to even look at this and, and fathom that it's come to this but the Ducks and the Kings 40 to 1 yeah they're awful they're it's, they're beyond it's awful. awful it's awful. Anaheim, Anaheim has one shot one minuscule shot and that's the Cam Fowler stays healthy. But, boy, you think of the plethora of riches they had in the pipeline on the blue line, and the majority of those guys are gone. I mean, Fowler, Lindholm, and Manson are decent guys. Yep. But, boy, long way to go. 
so long way there it's too far to go also the goaltending on the team it's you know it's been gibson was okay they had ryan miller miller time you know from the days in buffalo just there's so many things with anaheim that a, a team was really really close i think heartbreaking losses the year before kind of broke their organization and they've never been the same as for the la kings brian when you watch hockey every night the kings the years they went to the playoffs, big physical guys. They're a big, tough team. They're too slow. They're too slow. It's a new NHL. They have those big lumbering forwards out there, and it doesn't work. Yeah, 40 to 50 to 1 for a reason. They're bad hockey teams. It's a shame. Jonathan Quick, one of the most money goaltenders ever, but you look up and down the roster for the Kings. They're atrocious. And the Anaheim Ducks, yeah, it's just amazing. A couple of years ago, they were two of the best teams in the Western Conference. Now they're in the rear. Things change quick in the National Hockey League. Well, real quick, I mean, L.A., uh, wow, did, did they get old overnight? They did. They did. And uh, I know we didn't really talk about the Wild. I think they're a team that's also kind of moving backwards. It's, it, yes, it's, they go it's to a, the Wild. It's a shame, Brian, because Minnesota, the good people of uh, the land of 10,000 Lakes, they have a good hockey team. Uh, they had a good hockey team, but it's just kind of blah. Like They have old, aging stars on their team, too. Bad contracts, and they deserve better, but they're going nowhere. And uh, the Winnipeg Jets, another team that we look at, they had their chance and their opportunity, and I kind of think they're a team with slight regression. Cam Stewart, I think it is wide open. Wide open. in the Blues, we said it real quick. Stanley Cup angle. We're beating the Blues oh, all day. Yeah, the Blues were, uh, you know, it was a nice story, a great run, but that's what happened. You win the Stanley Cup. It's the hardest trophy in sports to win. And uh, going through that summer's party and lots of late night uh, nights at the cottage, Brian, glug, 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 drinking out of the cup. Uh, those are teams that you fade. <laughs> Trust me, if I won the Stanley Cup, I'd still be drunk when the season started. So I think we're going to fade the Blues. There you go. The Western Conference. He is Cam Stewart. I'm Brian Blessing. We love talking hockey. There's your preview, a summer preview of the Western Conference. You've been listening to the Hockey Betting Podcast presented by BetChrisCanada.net. For outstanding information, and special offerings and promotions, we invite you and encourage you to sign up for our newsletter today simply by going to the website, betchriscanada.net. The handicapping and sports odds information contained on this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Please confirm the wagering regulations in your jurisdiction as they vary from state to state, province to province, and country to country. Using this information to contravene any law or statute is prohibited. The podcast is not associated with, nor is it endorsed by any professional or collegiate league, association, or team. This podcast does not target and is not intended for an audience under the age of 18. If you think that you have a gambling addiction, stop this podcast now and please seek help. Gambling and betting on sports is a form of entertainment and should be about having a good time. But when done excessively, it may negatively affect other areas of a person's life, such as their physical and mental health, school or work performance, finances, and or interpersonal relationships. At BetChrisCanada.net and the Hockey Betty Podcast, we're concerned about the addiction that gambling may cause, and for this reason, we encourage everyone to practice responsible gambling, an approach to gambling that helps you ensure that it remains an enjoyable activity. Here are the main principles of responsible gambling. Don't think of gambling as a way to make money. Always gamble with money that you can afford to lose. Set limits and stick to them. Never chase losses. Don't gamble when you're depressed or upset and create a healthy balance. 
always be aware of how much time you spend gambling or thinking about gambling. And do not allow gambling to cause you to miss out on time with family and friends or time spent on other activities you enjoy. By following these guidelines, gambling can be a good time and great entertainment. If you feel at any time that your gambling is taking away from important areas of your life, is causing you stress or depression, or is leading to financial losses that are beyond your control, please reach out for help. Learn more at ResponsibleGambling.org.